Good morning and welcome to the Live Exchange, where we exchange compelling dialogue around love, politics, and intellect every Thursday from 11 to 1. I'm Daisy Mack, sitting in for Dr. Pamela, and today we are discussing the power of the pivot when it's time to change your life. We all know and we all have those moments where we need change in our lives then that's where the power of the pivot comes in. I hear a lot of people say that they don't believe in New Year's resolutions, but we all need to have a moment where we can turn certain things around in our lives. And today we're going to talk about tools and ways and meaningful and productive ways to pivot your life. I am joined by licensed professional counselor Ruby Blow. And as always, we've had some trending topics to discuss, research to dish, and of course, my weekly balance challenge. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back on the live exchange. Introducing licensed professional counselor Ruby Blow. Ruby is a master's level licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia. Her professional mission is to create the space and conditions for people to meet their professional potential. For the past 20 years, she has provided counseling services for individuals, couples, and families. She is the recipient of the 2012 Counselor Educator of the Year Award by the Licensed Professional Counselors Association of Georgia. Her specialty topics include ethics, clinical supervision, telemental health, and multicultural factors, diagnosis, and theory. Welcome, Ruby. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Yes, and then we also have Miss Danelle Porche of SOAR. Hello, everyone. I so missed you. I missed you guys last week. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Welcome, ladies. This is going to be a great show. We're going to be talking about the power of the pivot. But first, we're going to get into trending topics. Next, we're going to get into trending topics. But right now, let's talk a little bit of the power of the pivot. Okay. okay. Ruby, this topic is really special to me, and I know that it is to you, too. What, yeah. what are you thinking? Well, first, I just want to say thank you for that lovely introduction. Absolutely. I think I should just be real with the people and let them know Daisy and I have known each other for a long, <laughs> long time. Um, and so to hear you talk about my professional identity is just a little different. It is. Really, we're friends. You know, you do my, you started my locks yes. all many, many years ago. Yes. And so first, it's just an honor just to be here and to, you know, you know, be part of this. I know, you know, Dr. Pam wishes she could be here. She's probably watching. Shout out to Dr. Shout Pam. Shout out to warm well I hope wishes. I hope we're not driving her nuts doing, doing anything wrong. <laughs> we're we're going to do the best we can. Um, but when she reached out to me about uh, talking about change and the power of the pivot, I thought, oh, this is, you know, perfect. Obviously, going into New Year mm-hmm. where people are thinking about how they can make changes mm-hmm. in their life. And it can be a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And then there's some people who are really super optimistic. And then there are other people who are very pessimistic Mm -hmm. and or cynical. 
right? Because change can happen at any time. Yes. But it's natural for us to want to make changes when we're at different cycles in life and cycles in the year or even cycles in a week or definitely cycles in a month, right? So um, it's natural for people to honor a big cycle like a year, just like we honor our birthdays, we honor holidays, um, we honor Unfortunately, things like uh, death anniversaries, I shouldn't say unfortunately, it's important to honor those. And so I just want to first talk about that piece that, yes, people want to change in the new year, but people want to change, period. Mm -hmm. Um, And what they want to change, that's what I think is important for us to to get to. We know the big ones are health and well-being, uh, relationships, career, um, you know, and just general bad habits that people want to change. Uh, and I think in order for people to be successful with making changes, they actually have to get to the root of what has kept them from making those changes before. So it's not enough to just want it. You have to actually understand the root causes, underlying trends and bad habits, if you will, that lead to the difficulties that you're having or the thing that you want to be different in your life. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And we're going to get into some research later that's going to support a lot of the things you're saying and Mm -hmm. to give some main points on how to actually hold yourself accountable, how to identify what needs to be changed and to be able to hold yourself accountable, what needs to be done. Right. And how to pull other people in to help you to support you in those changes. So I think that's great. I love what you're saying there. You don't have to go it alone. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you can't go it alone. I mean, you know, just like we have to admit that we need change. We also have to admit yeah. that we need help. I mean, you could go it alone, but you might not go very far. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that's part of the challenge. Some people don't want to let people know about changes they want to make because they will get embarrassed. What if I don't make it? Uh-huh. People are going to know that I tried to do this thing. Uh-huh. But the truth is, most of what we do in total isolation um cultivates shame oh okay mm. so uh, to me it's like it's okay to make a mistake everyone messes up everyone has you know challenges mm-hmm. um but so you to being secret about it is sometimes actually what keeps people sick and that's something that they say in kind of addiction work which is not necessarily something i'm here to talk about but a lot of people want to change addictions so Yes, yes, absolutely. And we're going to talk some more about that. But right now, we are going to get into our trending topics. Okay. Lack of diversity. Gas prices. Michael Jackson. Trending topics. Today's trending topics are brought to you by Heavenly Helpers Assistance. Need assistance for yourself or your loved ones? Call on Heavenly Helpers Assistance. Uncompromising excellence and commitment to care. Go to www.heavenlyhelpersassistance.com for more information. Okay, so we got a couple things we need to dig into here today. First of all, we had two major deaths that I want us to talk about. One of them is Amanda Davis. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. The morning news anchor for CBS 46 and a fixture on Atlanta television screens has tragically died Mm -hmm. on on December 27th, 2017. Ironically, she was on her way to her... Her father's funeral. Yes. And I thought that was so like, I didn't know, y'all, I didn't know she was 62. She is 62? Yes. That was? Wow, she was amazing. It was the melanin magic. I'm just saying, I'm like, girl magic, mm -hmm. hashtag. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was very unfortunate. And I was in Greensboro hearing the information. So I was just like, and she was right there in the airport, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, and I think, you know, we, I don't know all the details surrounding it, but 
she won I think she had a a, a stroke or, or yes, something heart related. Uh-huh. She and, had a massive stroke. Yeah. And certainly stress yes. can induce stroke in heart people who already have underlying heart related and um, conditions mm-hmm. and high blood pressure and that sort of thing. And a lot of times people like to downplay stress and how it actually affects us physically, but it does have a big effect. And so it's actually not uncommon for people who have a loved one passed to then be more compromised in their health. Yes. Um, and we see this a lot of times with couples who have mm-hmm. been together a long time. One dies and then not too long after the other, the other dies. Goes. And so, um, you know, ma- managing stress and um, and having support make a huge difference. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, it was a, it's a big loss for Atlanta. You know, people who some of us who've never met her, but have watched her since we were kids, you yes. know, really grieving. Yes, and so, I loved her. Mm-hmm. I thought she was amazing. Yeah. Um, and she oh, was so honest. I just want to say that she was so really? open about her vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. open about her problems with alcoholism, mm-hmm. um, her sadness around having a um uh, she was engaged, but then the marriage didn't follow through. Okay. And she just opened her heart to people. And this is why you see so many people in Atlanta mm-hmm. have a heart for her because she was, you know, the definition of keeping it real. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I'm going to look into that. I want to see some more about those because I didn't yeah. know. I knew she had, was struggling with addiction, but I yeah. didn't know she was very open yeah. about it. So I definitely want to know more mm-hmm. about her struggles. Um, I think she was a very beautiful woman and mm-hmm. inside and, and, and out. Inside and out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, also, too, Eric. Erica Garner, the daughter of police chokehold victim Eric Garner, died on December 30th. 27 years old. At the age of 27. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, she had a heart attack. This is another stress-induced. Yes. Okay. It was stress-induced, but I think it was um, also after she either had a pregnancy. Yes. She just had a baby. She just Uh had a baby. And And it's so mm -hmm. important for women to be out there and be due diligent when it comes to postpartum. And it's all connected. You know, I I shared something on my Facebook page about Erica uh, Garner's death. Because of this topic about um, um, minority women, African-American women, black women, whatever, however you want to call mm-hmm. us, and our mortality rates postpartum, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we are having increased um, risk. Um, you know, I think it's 10 times the risk of, of white women who are um, col- uh, high school educated, even uh, college educated black women, mm-hmm. 10 rates higher death uh, postpartum. And this is why I'm calling it stress induced because mm-hmm. what, what uh, medicine has always tried to look at, why do we have these health disparities? Why are we having these differences in mortality amongst people of color? Is it access to health care? Um, you know, what is it? And so even when you look at everyone having equal access to health care and you make everything else even, black women and even black babies are having higher mortality rates. Oh my and so I, Erica Garner, what she went through with the death of her father in New York and for those who aren't following I know some people watch who may not be as involved or engaged in this topic but um, Eric Garner was the one who was saying that he couldn't breathe when the police were holding his head down Mm -hmm. onto the pavement and had their knee on his neck back Um, and and he of course tragically died and um, and you'll see the people with the t-shirts that say I can't breathe and Mm -hmm. they're they're in in reference to him and she became really a forefront in speaking out yeah she became like an activist after that right and so when when I say stress you know we talk about fight 
flight or freeze, your whole autonomic nervous system goes into reactive mode mm-hmm. and secretes all these stress hormones to help us deal with the battle ahead. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a heightened state of stress constantly, mm-hmm. or you have a spike like a death of a loved one, like we just talked about with Amanda, mm-hmm. um, I'm saying her first name like, like I you knew know her. her. <laughs> um, then uh, that's that's what leads to. That's why I'm calling these stress induced. Mm-hmm. We are we are not we don't. We're not living in some isolation. We are mm-hmm. affected by what happens around us. I know a lot of people think there might have been more to play um, with regard to Erica Garner's death, mm-hmm. but I think it's simply that you know she was heartbroken. Yeah. And I think same thing with um, with Amanda. I think when when you're heartbroken, um, and you've incre- and you've had a lot of stressors, mm-hmm. you know, eventually the heart, if you will, will give out. Yes. Now yes. I'm not saying that's scientific. I got some scientific basis for saying that, but it's, it's, I I absolutely think it's true. I think it's everything, especially when you're having a baby, there's stress in itself. Right. So not only are you having stress mentally, but also physically, Mm -hmm. and then how are you healing? Right. So it's, it's, it's multifaceted. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, yeah, Yeah. so it was very unfortunate. And we need to talk about this some more. I think this is a whole nother show because Ruby and I, we talked about this and, you know, the things that we have taken on during our lifetimes and the the lifetimes of our, our ancestors. Exactly. So, Historical um, trauma. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have some other trending topics to discuss, but, you know, we can move on. I definitely want to talk about the police officer in Wichita that shot and killed the 28 year old man um, after the prank call. Um, mm. That's huge. But anyway, so we'll, we'll get back to that. We, we're going to go to a quick break and we'll be back okay. with, with more trending topics. All right. In the interest of science. Hey everybody, right now we're going to talk about the science behind New Year's resolutions. And our science today is brought to you by Red Door Consulting. Red Door Consulting, a boutique management consulting firm that prides itself as an innovative leader in brand development. Let Red Door Consulting upgrade you and your business today. Visit them at www.reddoorconsulting8.com. That's Red Door Consulting, the number 8.com. Okay, for some people, it takes something radical for them to change their ways. It took a medical diagnosis to make me give up alcohol or, and caffeine, or it took a pregnancy for me and my partner to give up smoking. To change your day-to-day behavior, you also have to change your thinking. But there are tried and tested ways that you can help people, that can help people to stick to their resolutions. And here are my personal favorites. So we're going to just go over these real quick. There's some some rules that you can stick to to help you to actually make your resolutions come into fruition. Okay, so for number one, we're going to say be realistic. Okay, you need to begin making resolutions that you can keep and that are practical. If you want to reduce your alcohol intake because you tend to drink alcohol every day, don't immediately just go cold turkey. Try to cut out alcohol every other day or have a drink once every other three days. Also, breaking up the longer term goals into more manageable short term goals can be beneficial and more rewarding the same principles can be applied to exercise or eating more healthy what do you think ruby i mean i think that i think those are great tips um you know 
you making your your goals or your action steps manageable is important because changing behavior or changing your life is really a matter of changing your habits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't develop habits, generally speaking, overnight. Mm -hmm. We develop habits over time. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make a change, you actually have to change what you're doing Mm -hmm. and you have to keep at practicing that change. Yes. Um, You know, a cup within the past couple of months, there's been a few videos um, really espousing the power of, and this is something very simple, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Mm-hmm. The power of making up your bed every morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> Des tells me that same thing. He's like, that's the one that you can't control. Anything else in your life, you can control making well, up your bed. Well, it, and, and, and it, makes a, it makes a lot of sense. Like, I used to be the type of person that thought, hey, I'm just going to get back in the bed eventually. It doesn't really matter if the yes, bed is made. That's um, me. But I think that was my mindset because I wasn't making my bed. Right. right? But... <laughs> But when you start to actually make your bed every day, and I go through phases where I do it every day for a year, and then I might fall off for right. a couple of months, you know, which might be symbolic of whatever's going on in my life. But but when you make that bed every day, you are setting the stage for your day. Yes, mm-hmm. you are saying um, I'm going to bring this to completion, and I'll bring my next you know action steps to completion as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Well, I love that. I mean, I think that's very realistic. Yeah, and then also we have do one thing at a time you know so don't try to just bog yourself down with all these Too things many changes. yeah that you have to do so we're gonna we're gonna jump into this a little bit more right now we're gonna go to a break and we'll be right back on okay. the live exchange all right. Welcome back. I'm Daisy Mack and on the live exchange and we're talking about the science behind New Year's resolutions. Steps that we can take to make our New Year's resolutions very real, very real changes in our lives. So the first step we talked about was being realistic. Okay, you want to set realistic goals, make little bite-sized goals if that's what you need to do. Number two, do one thing at a time. One of the easiest routes to failure is to have too many resolutions. So just break it up, okay? Just do a little bit at a time. And number three, be smart. Anyone working in a job that includes setting goals will know that goals should be smart. That is specific measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Resolutions shouldn't be any different. Cutting down alcohol drinking is an admirable goal, but it's not smart. Drinking no more than two units of alcohol every day for a month is a smart resolution. Connecting the resolution to a specific goal can also be motivating. For example, dropping a dress size or losing two inches off your waistline in time for the next summer holiday. Okay, so be smart. Make sure that those goals are measurable and time-bound and all those things that are included in smart goal setting. Another thing is to tell someone your resolutions. Mm. Let family and friends know that you have new year's resolutions that you really want to keep well this will act both as a safety barrier and a face saver if you really want to cut down smoking or drinking real friends won't put temptation in your way so include your loved ones include your families and let them hold you responsible um, for for making those changes okay and then number five change your behavior with others trying to change habits
habits on your own can be difficult. For instance, if you and your partner both smoke, drink, and eat unhealthily, it's really hard for one partner to change their behavior if the other is still engaged Mm -hmm. in the same old bad habits. By having the same resolutions, such as going on a diet, this changes the success, this this the chances of success will improve greatly. I love this because there's so many resources now with Facebook groups and, you know, like for instance, the Fitbit, you know, and people have the little Fitbit groups. Yeah. I have a cousin who sent me a Fitbit challenge this week and I didn't accept. Uh, Now let me just tell you why though, (laughs) because I got different Fitbit challenges with Uh different family members and my cousin, he somehow manages to make like 20 to 25,000 steps a day. Uh And, I'm more trying to get to 10,000, okay, <laughs> which is like the recommended amount for heart health. Right. And so, you know, it is important to have support. And right. I love my cousin. Shout out to my, my cousin <laughs> if he's watching. Um, but, yeah, having support. And you mentioned, like, if you're trying to eat healthy and your partner's not, that's a problem. I just want to say something, especially to all the single folks out there, because we listen for those small little things where it's like, partner I don't have no partner (laughs) but you may not have a romantic love partner but you have friends you have family you have people that you interact with on a regular basis and Mm -hmm. so when you're trying to make changes in your life if they are supporting you that helps you Mm -hmm. if they're not supporting you it can hinder you they might invite you to do things that you're trying not to do anymore Mm -hmm. or eat places that you're not trying to eat or drink not trying to drink or smoke and Mm -hmm. you're not trying to smoke or whatever it is Um, or you might have friends or family who will invite you to a Fitbit challenge which is a good thing or on a walk or, um, you know, to enjoy mocktails as opposed to cocktails. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so, it just, it. so it just depends. So who you have in your circle. Um, and I'm not saying get rid of everybody who's not doing right. Don't act brand new like you, you can't love your friends and family. But just recognize what they can support you in and what they can't. Mm-hmm. So making over yourself and making over your life doesn't mean you actually have to necessarily get rid of everyone unless you have some really super bad influencers, in which case you do have to distance yourself. And, and, that and happens. Yeah, I think that's does. where the whole ownership and responsibility, because everything that was listed, you have to have a sense of ownership. You have to understand where you're to be how you place yourself in certain situations to support yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that's beautiful because not only is it the responsibility of others, but also yourself to how best support you and love on you in the time of your pivots. So I love that. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And then finally, and this is maybe one of my favorites is don't limit yourself. Changing your behavior or some aspect of it does have to, doesn't have to be restricted to the start of the new year. It could be any time. And I'm really good about this one. I know I have New Year's resolutions. I start on them way before yeah. New Year's so that by the time the New Year comes, it's not like I'm trying to make changes. I'm already in the thick of it. Yes. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. And also, too, accept lapses is part of the process. It's inevitable that when you're trying to give something up, alcohol, cigarettes, junk food, that there will be lapses. I mean, we all fall down, but we get up. Well, you know, and I want to mention something because we've talked about a lot of the popular things people are trying to change and I want to point out that these are surface changes that we are talking about Mm. what's really behind the psychology the psychology behind what you want to change and your reason why that's very important Mm -hmm. why do you want to not eat junk food or snack food Um, for some people they will tell you it's really about the dress size they want to wear Mm -hmm. for other people it's about you know Um, They're trying to lower their blood pressure or they're trying to relieve their arthritis or they want to be around for their children. 
Um, so it's really important, the motivation or motivation is not the right word. I, I would say the intention. Yes. What is it that you're really intending to get mm-hmm. out of the change? Because sometimes when you don't feel like doing that new habit, that healthier habit or that better for you habit, mm-hmm. um, it's sometimes when you don't feel like doing it, if you can reconnect with what's your intention, what is the life that you're hoping to lead yes. after you have successfully implemented these changes in your life, then that can keep you going. I love it. Um, but we, we get bored quickly. Yeah. And so we go back to, we, we want to, as human beings, regress back to our norm, our homeostasis. We have our comfort zones. I, I love my comfort zones personally. Yes. So, And as a therapist, <laughs> I know that no matter how well-intended you are, it can be very difficult to change. So I want to encourage people to not give up. Yes. It really is about coming back to picking yourself up and starting over again every day with whatever the changes you want to make. Yes. I love that. So you, I hear what I hear you saying is keep your eye on the prize. Right. I love that. And we always, you know, it's inevitable. Like the research says, it's inevitable that you're going to have those moments where you fall off. Right. And I think that that makes, that makes it easy for us to give ourselves permission to just let it go. But I feel like the recovery is the strongest part. Just know you'll fall off that horse, but be ready for that moment. Yeah. Keep your eye on the prize and get on back up on that yeah, horse and, and keep moving towards those yeah. goals. We'll be right back on the live exchange. Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Okay, good morning. And this is Daisy Mackin for Dr. Pamela. And we're talking about the pivot of the change. I'm joined by Ruby Blow and also by Mrs. Donnell Porsche. And we are talking right now. We're going to talk about the um, balance challenge. All right. Love your life challenge. That's our challenge for today. And it is brought to you by BBLA Cosmetics. Breathe Beauty LA. Breathe Beauty LA, the cosmetic company that is responsible for the look on Dr. Pam's face every week. Mm -hmm. Check them out at www.breathebeautyla.com. So, you guys, if you watch um, Dr. Pam, you see that she always looks fantastic. Whenever I come, I'm like, I got to beat that face because I got to compete with all that beauty. And so, yeah, BBLA is responsible for for her look. So, you guys, you know, make sure that you check, check them out. Okay? So... Balance challenge. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. What is it? It just came to me. I do my best work spontaneously. Okay. Okay. What everyone needs who is trying to make a change or do anything different in their life, and I think someone might have mentioned it earlier, is you need an accountability partner. Mm. So it, it doesn't matter to me if it's fitness, if it's financial, if it's improved communication, if it's making your bed, mm-hmm. being more organized, better time management. I think one thing that everyone could challenge themselves to do is to identify an, an accountability partner. This is someone that you Great. will speak with regularly who's also trying to make some kind of change in their life. It doesn't have to be the same change that you're trying to make. Okay. But someone that you would check in with, like, say, at least once a week and you guys have a committed time. This is when we're going to check in. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a... Um, an accountability partner right now in terms of um, I'm trying to learn more about investing and mm-hmm. finance 
And so I'm realizing, wow, we actually do check in at least once a week and spend time talking about or engaging in um, discussions about investing. And that makes a huge difference with staying on track. So I want to challenge everyone to get an accountability partner if you don't have one. Oh, I love that. So let's say it's a two-part balance challenge. One part is to set those goals. Mm -hmm. And then part two is to have an accountability partner. Accountability. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's that is good. so awesome. And it kind of goes in sync with what the research says is that bring someone else in, right? So that person is going to, that that helps to give you like some sort of measure and accountability. Yeah, it's like, what will you do? What do you do when no one is watching? Mm-hmm. Right? It's really about discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, most of our bad habits are a function of just being undisciplined. Right. So when no one's watching and we're left to our own devices, what kind of choices do we make? <laughs> yeah. If the tree falls in the woods and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? Right. So if I'm making a healthy food choice and no one's there to witness it, does it count? Right. Absolutely. It does. But sometimes it just doesn't feel as good. We let's face it. We're human beings. We're social beings. Um, we c- connection matters. Even if you're an introvert like mm-hmm. me, um, mm-hmm. it matters to have some support partners in your life. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. So accountability partners, you guys, we're going to be coming right back very soon with love letters and um, stay tuned on the live exchange. I'm Daisy Ann for Dr. Pamela, and now we're going to have Love Letters. Today, Love Letters is brought to you by Write, Pitch, Publish, the innovative writer's conference literary agents. Get your manuscript reviewed and learn from experts. Coming April 7th to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Go to www.writepitchpublish.com for details. Okay, so today's Love Letter reads as so. Dear Dr. Pamela, it seems like every time I meet a new guy, no matter where I meet him, the results are always the same. They really don't want anything real. It's just a game for them. My married friends tell me that because this keeps happening, the problem is not everyone else, but it has to be me. I get it, but I honestly don't see it. I don't know how the problem could be me. When I do all the right things, I'm loving, faithful, educated, smart, attractive, but I still end up in really bad dating situations. How can I figure out what I'm doing wrong? Destiny. It just got hotter in here. (laughs) Destiny. (laughs) She said, I'm doing everything right. Let's see if we could change your destiny. Okay, before we talk about this, I just want to make a statement. Okay. I guess it's kind of already talking about it, but... I feel that there uh, there's a lot of blame on single women in particular. Uh-huh. And even though people are trying to be helpful in pointing out if the uh, common denominator is you, then you must be the problem. I think what they're really intending to say is you can be empowered. Oh, yes. And, like and, and empowering someone is different than blaming, blaming them. The, oh, and I can yes. just hear the blame and shame all over that letter. And that's uh-huh. why I started getting hot. Yes. Because I, I, I'm tired of the of the blame. Uh, you are empowered. And I think often um, I'm a single woman myself, um, despite what I've told, you know, anybody who might be watching. <laughs> OK. And um, 
And and so I think what happens is you can know pretty early on that someone's not serious, someone's not interested. Um, but sometimes y- you're you're allowing uh, something to continue that you should just drop. Okay. So I'm, this is an actual person, actual letter. I would just encourage her. I don't know if she'll hear this answer. If she's a regular listener, I would encourage her to just really trust her instincts and not um, stretch hope. Mm -hmm. You know, when someone's not being um, responsive, uh, when someone's not inviting you act on a real date and mm-hmm. following through, when someone's not returning your calls or call or initiating calling you, um, just just let it go. Don't don't add that to um, this idea that you did something wrong when you can just not engage with people who are not engaging yes. with you properly. And then it, it's not a loss. And so you, you only uh, then deal with the people who really are showing up. Um, that would, that's just my take on it. No, I, I want to hear what other people, what you all have to say. I think that's great. Um, because you know, I mean, personally, I'm not single, so <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just saying, but I have been single for a very long time and I've been this girl. And so I get it, you know, and I can relate to it. And I love what you say, what you're saying, because it's empowering. So instead of, you know, being a victim yeah. or, or, you know, cause this kind of stuff can eat away there, at your there's confidence. There's so many videos of other women who are telling single women why they're single, why they're not married, why this man don't want you, you're not cooking, you're not subservient <laughs> enough, um, you need to learn so how to true. let a man leave. I mean, it's so ugly it and is. vicious. And the truth is, every woman who is single could be in a relationship. Yes. It's just a matter of what's the quality of that relationship. Yes. And so let's not pretend that everybody's in a relationship is in a quality relationship. Mm. Some relationships that have missed you, it has been your great blessing. Yes. Trust yes. and believe it has been your great honor and hashtag blessing not to be in that relationship. So I, I, I want to speak up a little bit for singlehood because I'm not single and lonely. I'm not single and searching. I'm single and fulfilled. Say that and again. So you single, are single, single and, and fulfilled. fulfilled. You so, guys listen. And, 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 and that, that attracts a certain it's amount huge. of energy. There are wonderful quality men who show up. They just may not be the right guy for me. And it's okay to let and them if, go. And, and you let them go. And then there might be some less so, less wonderful guys that show up and there's nothing wrong with that and you just wish them peace be uh, on on your way yes and so i think we make it too much of a tragedy yes. singlehood yes. and I, if i could change one thing that's beyond myself to change really uh-huh. it would be the attitude we have about singlehood for men Preach. and for women Preach. and then there's nothing less attractive than the single person who's going on and on about how lonely they are oh my god lord well, bless their hearts I like cut it out because it's beautiful all the stuff that's being shared but on addition Again, Miss uh, Destiny, are you in the meantime? Oh, yeah, back to Destiny. Yeah, well, are you? No, no, no. No, you're good. No, it's all for for us. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, as you are so sorry, I always share, again, what is it that you are willing to attract? And again, if you are not doing the things like the expectations that you have of or whatever it is that you are seeking, are you applying them to yourself? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Are you are you dating yourself right now? Oh, yes. I love that. I mean, to me, that's that's I mean, because there's nothing wrong with being single. Yeah, because when you are normally in rapport relationship, other you get to learn about yourself even more. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just like, again, are you in relationship with yourself right now? And the things that you are seeking, because many times we attract whatever it is that's going on internally Mm -hmm. are you dating yourself to find out who you are so that whatever it is that you are attracting Mm -hmm. you can really attract it oh i love that so date yourself enjoy being where it is that you are in this moment because it's beautiful yeah it's not yeah singlehood is 
it's a beautiful it's affair. Life. But it's, it's a beautiful it's, it's a beautiful it's, affair. It is. And it's and it's we more all, than one person. We all for the most part come yes. into this world single. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now I was I was born as a twin. So I didn't literally come into the world on my I own. I was gonna ask what's the part but my, <laughs> but my point my point is is that there is some type of tragedy that has been assigned to just you as a person in the world. And you can be in a relationship and then not be. Uh Mm -hmm. You can become divorced. You can become widowed. I have good friends who have been in those circumstances. I don't want people to think that their value, their worth, and their being is defined upon whether they're in a relationship. I think relationships can be beautiful. I'm not down on... Um, negative about relationships itself. And I think sometimes people misuse the law of attraction. I want you to think of it like this. When you are are vibrating on your highest level, Mm. when you love yourself, Mm -hmm. when you are connected with self, then lots of people are going to be attracted to that. And then you get to decide who gets to stay in that wonderful presence and who does not. Another thing I would love to propose real quick. Why is it that you think that you are single? Because there's more than one person that's that's standing in your presence Ooh. right now. Woo! So I just want to put Ooh. that out there. Uh-oh, you know destiny. She's going to a spiritual plane I'm right there saying, with us. She just you know, took us there. I love it. It's more. That's you beautiful. are never alone. Why are you single? We'll be right back with yeah. the live exchange. morning and welcome to the live exchange where we exchange compelling dialogue around love politics and intellect every thursday from 11 to 1 i'm daisy mack of pz heads sitting in for dr pamela and today we are going to discuss the power of the pivot when it's time to change your life today i'm joined by licensed professional counselor ruby blow and Miss Danelle Porsche. So, this is a juicy topic, you guys, and I am loving it. I'm really excited. Um, just to kind of open everything up, Ruby and I had an experience um, a couple of days ago. Shout out to my girl Stacy James yeah. in Virginia Highlands. I'm in Virginia Highlands, in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> In the Virgin Islands. So, for those of you who don't know, I am a natural stylist. Um, I, I have a natural hair salon, and I specialize in working with locks and things of that nature. Yeah. And so, Stacy came in. She has dreadlocks all the way down to her waist. Yeah. And she decided she wanted to cut the dreadlocks mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And it was because she had been through a lot in her life right. and she especially was in the last year or so couple of years yeah the, and just and we all know about you know the storms and everything that happened that devastated that island um and many other islands and and and, and places but um she experienced that among some other personal transformations and so she was ready to make a change in right. her life a stark change and so it started with her cutting off her dreadlocks that's beautiful. Yes. That's symbolic. Yeah, I mean, I was really inspired by Stacy. Uh, I was there, you know, getting my my wash and in, in interlock, you know, as I do. Yes. And and Stacy was, I think, the appointment after. I stayed to dry my hair because it was super freezing cold, as everyone's cold yes. right now. And uh, and then Stacy came in with these long lots and really just this amazing energy. Mm-hmm. And um and so she's, you know, you had told me that that someone was going to get their locks cut, and so I stayed. And one of the reasons why I was inspired by her is because, you know, our topic, the power of the pivot when it's time to change your life, 
a lot of times it's time to change your life when something big has happened, something external has happened that has forced change upon you. Mm -hmm. And you can either decide to go with that wave and, and, and go with the change or you can resist. And I think Stacy cutting off her locks is um, not just symbolic, but it's an actual um, act of embracing change and saying life is not going to be what it was before. Um, and now I'm going to move into a different phase. Yes. And so, um, yeah, so so basically sometimes change happens because something happens to you. Uh, a car accident, an illness, a death of a loved one, a big storm coming through, a marriage, a move, a graduation. It doesn't always have to be bad change, but big change mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. lead to you either deciding to go with the flow and change along with it or, you know, bracing and trying to keep everything the same. And I will tell you that when you don't go with the flow of change in your life, there are consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, the problems that you're experiencing get bigger and louder. Um, they get more and more difficult. Think about it like this. Let's say you're having difficulty with your car and, and please, my Honda Pilot is old. <laughs> People have heard me post about it. I try to maintain it as vintage. <laughs> exactly. I, if you can have a vintage Honda Pilot. And, um, but you have to do maintenance to keep it going. And so when you, when your car is giving you signals that you need to do something, you don't do it. Guess what? It breaks down. That's the same thing in life. Mm-hmm. When life is sending you signals, um, red flashing lights, warning signs and you don't do anything to change Mm -hmm. then they're just going to get more and more frequent until there's a breakdown and so I always had this used to have this saying the state of your car is a reflection of the state of your life because I feel like it's similar what kind of maintenance are you doing are you maintaining your your body are you are you putting oil in you putting the right energy in are you you know the right care you know basically our our soul is encased in our bodies and your physical body is encased in your car. So if to me, it's a similarity, take care of it and it'll take care of you. Take care of making changes in your life when you get receive those warning signs so that you don't have to have a breakdown. Yes. Mm, Yes. Yes. I love that. That is a, your life is, is like your car. I love it. Take care of it and it will take care of you. Yes. We'll be right back with the live exchange. morning. This is Daisy Mack of PC Heads and I'm in for Dr. Pamela on the live exchange where we discuss meaningful topics of love, politics, and intellect every Thursday from 11 to 1. Today I am joined by licensed professional counselor Ruby Blow and the lovely Miss Danelle Porsche of SOAR. And we are unpacking some stuff here in relation to the power of the pivot Yummy. the importance of changing your life the power that we have to change our lives and the ability to recognize when those moments arise that we do need to change right so that those changes aren't superimposed upon our lives yeah you can either you know listen when it's a little knock on the door or you know, dodge when it's a sledgehammer coming through the door. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. You said a mouthful there. It's and that, true. I mean, it happens. How yeah, many absolutely. of us have been forced? 
to make these changes. And right. then when you think back, it's like, oh, I should have did this or I should have did that. Well, right. there were signs. Right. You know, right. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like planning to move and listen, versus getting evicted. And I'm, this is the thing, too, that I want to say that impo- I think is important. This is not a judgment against people who are not ready to change. Mm-hmm. It's just a mirror saying, look, this is how change works. Um, external forces can come and show you that it's time to change or even internal mm-hmm. um, and you can decide to go with it or not mm-hmm. and so it's not a judgment about what you choose to do mm-hmm. we each have to make whatever changes we make as we are ready mm-hmm. and sometimes we're not ready and so then you know more warning signs have to come and yes. that's just sometimes how it is so let's pay attention you guys to those warning those warning signs and we see them when they show up in our lives right. let's pay attention and if you're not ready to change you can at least acknowledge that need is there. Yeah, think about it like this. Think about when you have a friend who talks to you about a problem and they've been talking to you about that same problem for a year, two years, three years, 14 years, 20 years. And you're like, oh gosh, when are you going to... You see how that person could make the change and they don't. What I'm saying is we can't shame people into change. Yes, People yes. have to change when they are ready. We'll be right back on the Live Exchange. Good morning. Good afternoon. I'm Daisy Ann for Dr. Pam, and we are discussing trending topics. Um, let's see. The second hour of trending topics are brought to you by Peasy Heads and Daisy's Garden Lemon Buttercream. Yes. Let Peasy Heads bring out the best natural you. Check out our services and products at www.peasyheads.com. Love that one. Yeah. <laughs> so listen I want to go back to the trending topic that we didn't get to a police officer in Wichita was shot and killed shot and killed a 28 year old man after responding to a prank call about a fake shooting and hostage this trend is known as swatting it's a type of cyberbullying. actually this happens when someone anonymously calls the police with a fake threat using the victim's address which can cause a police SWAT team to appear at one's doorstep According to www.cyberbullying.org, quote and unquote, this has most often stemmed from online gaming arguments and has even left victims injured by police, end quote. Should police should police be trained not to kill first in this type of situation? Should other protocols be put into place first before responding to certain hostage situation type mm-hmm. calls? I mean, how would they know to use caution in a situation like this. I mean, this is really just, it's tragic. It's concerning. I mean, and, and the reason why I say it's concerning because I feel like our policies, procedures, how we are to engage, everything about the computer, it's not up to par yet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's playing out, and I'm just like, you know, how do we now match what is being experienced through the computer because again with the bullying with you know in this particular instance or even with the school age it's just it's <laughs> it's concerning it is concerning it's, it's like, like the wild wild west out there well it's 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 amping up and um and matching what it is that's going on in our current society what is presently mm. going on so you know mm. i just uh, yeah well i mean i have so many thoughts about this first is just the um you know, thinking about the family who lost their loved one this yeah, way yes. is so senseless. Um, and then just thinking about even I think one of the statements you made, Daisy, <coughs> should be should police be trained in this situation not to shoot to kill first. I mean, I think hopefully they should be trained to do that all anyway. the time. 
But we know SWAT is going to be particularly amped up because of what they are intended to mm-hmm. respond to. Um, I always go back to the root cause. Maybe it's my training as a psychotherapist, but I go back to the root cause of a lack of empathy that exists, um, un- unfortunately, sometimes within our culture. Um, there is a devaluing of, I think, emotional um, literacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a o- overvaluing of like logic and ration- rational, mm-hmm. what I would call the feminine versus the masculine. And I, this might not seem like it's connected, but I'm about to make the connection. So you've got people who are gaming and typically probably playing pretty aggressive games. A lot of first person shooter games, even the driving games are pretty uh, you yes, know, violent. violent yes. It really stokes up competition, which I think is a you know, there's value in competition. Mm-hmm. This is an important aspect of our culture for both entertainment, but also training and people like becoming who they are and in testing themselves and their skills. And this is the competition taken to the extreme. Not only do I want to, am I salty because I'm not winning or because I want to beat you in this game, I need to just beat you in life in particular. And there's a devaluation of this other person's life as a result and a willingness to put them at risk, Mm -hmm. like a a really um, desensitization to the seriousness of calling the police and or requesting SWAT support. It's like, how do we have multiple people? I don't know how many cases of this there are, but if there's a term for it, that means that there's a trend. And so how many people are literally so desensitized to emotion, to connection, to empathy, that they feel comfortable um, sending, uh, making a false report uh, on someone because of a game, right? So this goes to a larger problem in our culture where I think we need more... um, I think emotion, emotional literacy is the only term I can think. Emotional in, intelligence is kind of questionable because I think, you know, that gets into some other stuff. But literacy, like being able to, to recognize our connectedness with others mm. um, and, and being a, able to walk away if we're feeling like too overstimulated, you know, take a break from the game. Yeah. Like you don't need to. You don't need to take it to that level and involve all these resources and risk someone's life. Yeah. And being connected to the outcome and the consequences of your right. actions. Like, right. Do you ladies think that whoever did this really thought that it could end someone's life or it could end, you know, in, in such a tragic well, way? I, th- I, th- I think both, honestly. And one aspect, because, again, you know, definitely agreed mm-hmm. with what you are saying, mm-hmm. Ruby. And in addition, it's just like, again, how much are you in reality and then have throttled yourself in this fantasy world? Can you distinguish the difference? Mm -hmm. Because that's how strong and resilient how the brain can work. And I'm just like, how how connected are you to the fantasy versus you actually being reality reality. or in the space that you are in in this world? Right. And. I, I, yeah, I feel like it's 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 a desensitization as well because again, people are becoming more just are because of the computer, because of being able to escape. Can you come yeah, back? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a, <laughs> there is a virtual reality that's created in these games, and they look very real. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're living it, and uh-huh. so I do think there's some elements of. I'm not saying that people are not responsible; they are definitely responsible for their actions when it comes to stuff like this. But certainly, um, people are are trying to escape their own lives Mm -hmm. and some gaming is all fun and games Mm -hmm. but I think people who go to the extreme with it and then also have it matched with this desensitization lack of connection perhaps that's the risk factor that leads to this type of poor decision that someone got injured. Wow. And the part two I just 
how do you cope with your feelings and emotions oh, right. with that's what good. you had shared? Because yeah. I thought that was so mm-hmm. insightful. How yeah. are you coping with your emotions? Like, can you handle your stress and how it is that you go about handling right. your stress? Yes. So. Yes. Right. Well, we'll be right back on the live exchange. <laughs> Good afternoon, and this is Daisy Mack of PC Heads in for Dr. Pam on the live exchange. I have Ruby Blow, licensed professional counselor, and Miss Danelle Porsche of SOAR. It's so lovely having these two ladies here today. Very empowering discussion and moment here. We've been talking about um, trending topics and the power of the pivot. The power of the pivot. So, Ruby, what, how does a person know to recognize these signs that, that are showing up in their lives to let them know, hey, there is a need for change. There's a need for a pivot. Yeah. Well, I talked a little bit about stress earlier, and stress is an important teacher. Okay. So what are some of the signs of stress? Uh, it could be physical pain. It could be anxiety. It could be feelings of sadness. Not all of these are you've got major depression or you've got an anxiety disorder or, you know, stress on the body and on the mind. Sometimes it's telling you something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Something is off. Something needs to be different. And so I'll give you guys a really simple example because I think examples like help people to to integrate information. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I. Many years ago, and a lot of people who know me know this, many years ago, I was in a very serious um, auto accident. I had, um, I was in a Honda Civic at the time. Thankfully, I was wearing my seatbelt. The car, a car hit me on the front end driver's side, pushed in the car. It caused a, a loss of uh, cartilage in my left knee. I had surgery on my leg. I was told I would have to have two knee replacements in my lifetime. Thankfully, I haven't had, had, had oh. one yet. And at the time, the doctor told me one of the things that will make a difference is, you know, losing weight, um, maintaining a healthy weight um, and exercise. And at that time, I was not one who was like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to, you know, I was like I was 28 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying 28 year olds don't work out. My point is I wasn't the 28 year old who was working out (laughs) and thinking about what I was eating. And um, and so I would say the stress, the trauma of the auto accident certainly introduced to me the concept. Okay, it's time to make a change. Mm -hmm. Right. And fortunately, um, I heeded that call and I said, okay, let me do all my physical therapy. Let me learn how to go work out. Let me learn how to make my legs stronger. Um, you know, let, let, I got into Tai Chi because of that, which is a, a martial art that's really kind of a healing, beneficial martial art. But let's say, um, you know, after a few years of doing the right things, I start getting bored mm-hmm. and I started like, and this has happened off and on, so it's not just hypothetical. And I start slacking off. I stop going to Tai Chi class. I stop working out. I, you know, I I start carb, you know, which is carb carbo loading down. Okay, <laughs> f the proteins and the veggies, and I just start carbo loading down, and I start picking up weight. Now the warning signs are: my knee starts to hurt. My knee swells up. I can't walk up and down stairs. Either way, that can cause some stress for me. But my point is, is that your body and your mind will let you know when it's time to change Mm -hmm. because you will feel the consequences of not implementing the change, Mm -hmm. whether it's something physical or something emotional, like an unhealthy or toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Some people think if they're being in there in a relationship and they're arguing a lot, oh, that's a sign that we are passionate. You know, we love each other. No, it's not. 
That's not what that means. That means that you actually need to work on respectful communication. Mm -hmm. And if both parties are not open to um, learning how to respectfully communicate, that doesn't mean you're going to agree on everything, but at least continue to respect each other while you're communicating. Mm -hmm. Then those arguments are signs and symptoms that something needs to change. So what I'm saying is you will know when it's time to change Mm -hmm. because your life will get really uncomfortable, whether it's physically or emotionally, intellectually, even spiritually. Mm. You will know because um, your day-to-day flow will be disrupted. It Mm. won't feel good. Mm. Now, we're not intended to feel good all of the time. Sometimes we're just going to be at a a space of like, you know, just everything's chill. There's no big up or down or emotion. Mm -hmm. But if you're constantly under a state of stress, that stress is there to tell you something. Conditions need to change. And what are you going to do to change those conditions? Mm -hmm. I love it. So you need to be aware and you need to be listening. You need to pay attention. My massage therapist tells me, she's like, you know more about what's going on in your body than almost anyone Mm -hmm. else I do massage therapy with. Because at the beginning of the appointment, she says, so what's going on with, how are you feeling? And I'll tell her, (laughs) well, the bottom of my foot then, and this is going on my knee and this is going on my elbow and this is what happened. I know I, I fell and I hit my hand this way. Now, these things might sound obvious, but a lot of people are going through no. life not paying attention to what the That's signals me. are from their body. That's me. My therapist said, tell me if you feel pain. And I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, this hurts. Yeah. And she'll know because there's a knot there. Right. She's, she's like, like, no, like there's no way that doesn't hurt. Right. right. So I would say pay attention. Mm-hmm. If you, it's time to change, um, it will show you. Um, through the signals mm-hmm. and and change is a constant in life it's not mm-hmm. like oh I make this change and now I'm done I'm mm-hmm. good for the re- next 30 years mm-hmm. like change is always something that comes upon us and we just have to pay attention to it yes mm-hmm. yes I love that I think mm. that that's so important I know for me um, things will start to get my life will be disrupted by these different things and like you said you know something may be uncomfortable for me it'll come at me from all different angles yeah mm-hmm. like I'll notice everything this starts one to go factor wrong. keeps showing mm-hmm. up in mm-hmm. different aspects of my life and it's like oh man okay tomorrow's a better day and then tomorrow this happened and that happened and it's like okay let me just stop yeah and breathe and really just pay attention to those you can't build on a foundation that is rocky Mm. or broken Mm -hmm. right so if your foundation isn't right then nothing you build upon it is going to work and so sometimes we have to change because like you said the problem is showing up in every aspect of life your career Mm -hmm. your relationship you know your physical health well-being your home Mm -hmm. right um so so sometimes we just need to go back and and figure out what's the problem underneath Mm -hmm. why am i resistant to um making this next step in my life and i feel you want to say something no no i'm (laughs) just like this is such good stuff it is because i call it the check-in process Check oh, in. That's great. Yeah. Check in. And again, we have each day to check in. And yeah. we live in a society where it's like, no, check out. And don't don't <laughs> feel. That's true. Don't feel. Don't feel. Don't, don't feel. Those feelings are bad. You're all in your feelings. And you know, the premise of uh, sore, as I yeah. said, all numb. over and over. It's like, you know, in order to heal some things, you gotta feel it. And yes. we be we be neck neck down yeah. just numb. And, and, and so it's checking oh, in. Good point. Oh my goodness. It's good checking point. in and, and being able to yeah. say, Hey, because like you said earlier, we do know more about ourselves than anybody else. It's true. And we tend yeah. to want to just check out and not know. And mm-hmm. and the numbing right. that Knowledge. you talked about, it could be alcohol, it could be food, it could be you know, so binge watching T V it could be yeah, the ways to just not deal with what's what what's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people end up getting into the hospital mm-hmm. because of the they've, not checking and in. They've cut themselves off well, from yeah. they don't even know they're having symptoms. Yeah. They didn't and even know. 
just don't I don't know how to cope with that. Yes. It's like if it presents itself well, and it's just like and you become aware, mm-hmm. okay, so what do I do with it? I don't know well, what to do with until it. Until we live in a culture that's really like individualistic, that's really mm-hmm. like, you know, you can power through anything. Yeah. And so we we start to believe that we that we don't have human needs mm-hmm. yeah. for rest for comfort, for nurturance, for support. And we think we can just power through anything. And unfortunately, life will sit you down. Oh, yeah. Yes. It will sit you down <laughs> yes. when you when you have too much belief that you could just power through everything. And so I think an important thing that I would be remiss if I didn't say is that you have to learn to say no so that you can say yes. You got to say no to so many things so you can say yes to what you need to be doing in your life. Feel free to weigh in on this topic, you guys. Our phone number is 678 Call or text us. We'll be right back on the live exchange. In the interest of science, 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 science. The research, the research, the research. Bigger benefits from group workouts. We're going to talk about that. Today's research on the second hour is brought to you by Red Door Consulting. Red Door Consulting, a boutique management consulting firm that prides itself as an innovative leader in brand development. Let Red Door Consulting upgrade you and your business today. Visit them at www.reddoorconsulting8.com. That's Red Door Consulting, the number 8.com. So let's dig into this. What does the research say about the benefits from group workouts? A new study finds working out in groups can have a bigger benefit compared to exercising alone. I'm, uh, that's, this is exciting to me because I like working out alone. That's like my, my meditative uh-huh. you know, time. Those who participated in group exercise had a 12 to 26, 26% improvement in mental, physical, and emotional quality of life, Yummy. says Dr. Dana Yorks of the New England College of Osteopathic Medicine. So this is not just about your physical change. Yeah, they're saying you know emotional, mental, it's and the social. Physical. It's the social element. I said earlier we're social beings, uh-huh. so we need human connection and contact. Okay. Even even those of us who are introverts. But I have a good friend um, who would say. Uh, you know, just work out. Mm-hmm. Like, don't that research is great, mm-hmm. and and, it, and especially for extroverts, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And but if you don't not work out because you don't have a group to work out then with, we have a okay, problem. That's what this I'm saying. So just you. do it. You have to apply this. Right, it applies. Right. So the study published in the Journal of the American Osteopathic Associations followed by followed about seventy medical students for three months. Mm. The participant the participants could choose to work out in a group by themselves or not at all. Researchers found out that only those exercising in a group reported emotional and physical improvements. Interesting. The real power of group exercise is connection. That's what you said. It's an opportunity for people to connect with each other, connect with their bodies in a positive way, York says. Participants who exercised in groups spent 30 minutes at least once a week doing a core strengthening and functional fitness training program. This is interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, mean, I feel like I want more information. Like, I'm sure the people who worked out alone had some benefits. They had to. I mean, I I mean, let's face it. 
you get the endorphins from just working out yes. and you begin to feel better about your body and yourself yes. and you know, you get in touch with what your actual hunger is, your actual thirst is mm-hmm. there. So, but I agree with the point. I'm not, um, you know, saying the research isn't correct. It's absolutely true that connection helps people mm-hmm. um, when they're trying to change or transform. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really helpful. It is. And I mean, you know, and I get what you're saying, because it's like just because you don't have a group, don't let that stop you. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to run out and join a group. I'm not either. I I like I'm not doing it. I'm just not I'm not I'm an extroverted person, except when it comes to working out. That's my time. Some people really thrive in like the competition of a group workout. And I don't I don't I'm not trying to do all that. I like cover between both, actually. I like personally working out. We need you to represent well, it's kind of like I enjoy when I was working out because I'm getting back into my workout yeah. on a consistent basis. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. And it's one of those things where before I did work out and it was like a, a goal and accomplishment. But there was a group that I became a part of and we became so like cohesive. Mm-hmm. It was four to six of us. Like when our our teacher was not there, we would work out together. Yeah. And it was so to have the support. Fun. Yeah. It was fun. See, it was supportive. That's beautiful. It was engaging. And it also I I just thrived on it. And I actually missed them. So shout Aww. out to Mo Explode. But that's awesome. she yeah. was just such a um a light. But I just saw where as we worked out together yeah. the the social aspect. It was just there. I have and a it was, question yeah, for so. you. Mm-hmm. Did, mm-hmm. when you okay we just have a second, but when you're not with that group or you can't get to that group, do you feel discouraged? I didn't feel discouraged, but I was just like, oh, man, I missed the opportunity to work out with my group today. But you still pressed on. Oh, heck yeah. Okay, awesome. now, yeah, I will still awesome. work out, but it was, yeah. So, okay, yeah. great. Uh-huh. We'll be right back with the live exchange. With Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Good afternoon, it's Daisy Mack of PC Heads and for Dr. Pam and welcome to the live exchange. All right, today's balance challenge um, is brought to you by BBLA Cosmetics, Breathe Beauty LA. Breathe Beauty LA, the cosmetics company that is responsible for the lovely look on Dr. Pamela's face when you see her here at the Sensation Station Network. Check them out at www.breathebeautyla.com. And I always just like to take a moment to acknowledge how beautiful Dr. Pam always looks. I mean, she just glows when she's sitting here. It's an honor to be here um, for her. And we want to send her some warm, well wishes from from us all here um, on the show and all of our followers. We, we miss you very much, Dr. Pam. Hope you're feeling better. So, balance challenge, two-parter. One, identify the changes that need to be made and... Um, an accountability partnership, having someone who you talk with about what you're doing, how you're doing, and then you provide the same for them. I think reciprocity is so critical, mm-hmm. so essential to um, an accountability partnership mm-hmm. working. You bring something to the table and they bring something to the table. Yes. You're invested in their win and they're invested in your win. Yes. And so that you get that support and that connection that we talked about. And also, it goes back to what I was saying before, what do you do when no one's watching? Mm-hmm. So get you a watcher. That's powerful. <laughs> get That's, you a watcher. That is powerful because mm-hmm. we do some things when, when nobody's, nobody's watching. watching. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
when we when we think when we think when we think no one's nobody, watching, it's always right. somebody and, watching. And, and certainly for sure, like on a day to day basis, when you're making your food choices, when you're deciding to work out or not, you know, some people think, oh, it's silly that pe- these people that post and share, they do it because they're creating their own accountability oh, partnership. That's, that's awesome, right? I mean, I have a good um, Facebook friend who always posts about when she's working out and when she cooks healthy meals, and it's just inspiring and it's a reminder. And I know that she's continuing to do it and she knows she's continuing to do it she can look at her timeline and see it so don't be concerned with how it looks to other people a lot of people have judgments about what you do and how you do it do what what works for you do what works for you Mm -hmm. I I love that Ruby the insight on Facebook postings because people do post a lot of stuff and I'm like what are you saying but that definitely sheds um, a lot of insight Mm -hmm. on that and then you know you guys I want to make this real I want to make this balance challenge real for our listeners and for us okay okay yeah so what are we gonna do in our lives <laughs> to apply this balance challenge and and to use this lovely guidance that we're getting from ourselves yeah mm. I, okay i'm gonna start go okay. start yes <laughs> for me being an entrepreneur um, running several businesses yeah. and, and not just running them, but getting them started, getting them off the ground. I work around the clock. Yeah. I do hair all day. I come home at night. I'm doing Facebook and Instagram and marketing and administrative stuff. And I work 24 hours a day. That's true. And you know, the reality is I can't continue to go that it's way before much. I burn out. Yeah. So my balance challenge is I want to set up some boundaries around my work hours mm. and I want to take some time off mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. regularly. But for right now, at least one day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my balance challenge. I think I, I, I like that. And I want to support you in that. Thank you. So oh. do you want to be my Even, accountability partner? Yeah, I will. Awesome. And especially as someone who's also your customer and your friend. Yes. Like, I want you to be well. Yes. And, but then Thank I also you. want you to be available. <laughs> She's so like, I get it. Burn no, no, no. I, I mean, it. You. I get it. So <laughs> I, I support you in that. And I think entrepreneurs in particular mm-hmm. have a real challenge around how do we have time off? Like, yes. I notoriously at the end of the year take a two year uh two week not two year two week a two week break right but i'm actually sitting right here during my two week break this oh. is kind of a little bit of work it for is me, work yeah. right and so what happens is is that um i don't i announce it a little bit but it's hard for me to put down opportunities yeah um so i to- i totally get that and i mean i'm happy to be here don't get me wrong We're happy to have you. um and and so but I think it's a particular challenge for entrepreneurs to to say no because we love our work. Mm-hmm. Typically, we we do work that we're passionate about. Yes. And how can I like not say yes mm-hmm. to come talk to people about you know change mm-hmm. uh-huh. and what it involves? So okay, so what is my um, I guess what do I want to be held accountable for? Yes. Oh Lord. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Just like a list. <laughs> Mm. I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing so many things. I kind of go back to that advice that you were talking about. The research says focus on one thing. Uh I tend to focus on, I'm an all or nothing girl. So we're bringing you on home to that one thing. I think the one thing that would make the biggest change in my life is actually getting sleep. Oh, Oh, yeah. I've been talking about this for years. I've written about it in my blog. People who know me personally know I'm up at all hours. Uh I think part of it is that 
there's so much creativity going on in my mind. Mm. It's hard for me to shut my mind down. I almost feel <laughs> I like I almost feel like going to yes. sleep is like taking me away from like a fabulous aspect of life. Yes. That time when everyone else is kind of going to sleep and going away and you have the world to yourself, so mm-hmm. to speak. It's like at night I'm not getting a billion emails or text messages. Mm-hmm. Um and I can just be in whatever space. And so I love it. I love being up when everyone else is awake. Yeah. <laughs> um, I so, like that feeling So too. Yeah. And so, but it's not good for me. It's not good for my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've had, you know, um, I don't even know if I've really told you about this, Daisy, but I, maybe a little bit, but I've had like some heart palpitations. I had to have some heart monitoring mm-hmm. going on. And, and, you know, one of my holistic doctors told me, you need to get sleep. Mm-hmm. You need to stop playing mm-hmm. around. And when I say, you know, I can go and have like a sleep average of like four hours a night, Whoa, which is bad and bad for your health. Yeah. And function to a certain degree, to a certain degree, not as highly as I could. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I I don't know. I don't know who can support me in that because a grown woman should be able to put herself to bed. (laughs) Okay. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, that's not a comment on other things, but I'm just, I'm going to be her accountability and say, go to bed. bed. (laughs) Real quick. Oh my gosh! I can't. Eat. I know we gotta go to commercial. I took all the time. It's okay. No, no, no. I uh, we gotta go to commercial. Okay, I, we'll I be right back yeah. with the balance challenge <laughs> on the live exchange. Live exchange. I'm Daisy Mack, and Miss Danelle is going to tell us okay, her balance so challenge because I I can relate to both of you guys. But at the end of the day, it is the rest component. And for me, yeah. it's like as I'm building my business and in the throes of it, it's one of those things is working myself out of positions mm-hmm. in my business okay. because again, that is so I, I desire what, what support. What type of business do you have? Okay, so I will somehow, in some way, with some effort, overcome all risks. Risk me hurt, pain, anger, and grief. So it's a community and it is experience where it's. Was that the name of the business? That is the well. I will somehow, in some way, soar. The acronym okay, is soar. Soar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll go into details okay. later because. Okay. But all, all that to say is, I, I desire rest, and okay. one of the things that I've been doing in the practice of doing is having a day to myself. Okay. Out of everything that it is that I do, being a nurse. Performer, oh, producer, wow. oh, you're a nurse all this. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're giving it's, a lot of yourself. It's, it's, yeah, so you need that day. I've had to learn how to get rest get my day in as well as stop at some point because I like to work at night that's when my creative flow happens so I I have a stopping point that I put in place listen y'all there's a reason yes, why great. so many women are night owls yeah, yeah. well it's it's it's, it's a quiet yeah it's moon and we're associated with the moon yeah it's moon related. it's true it's, oh, yeah and it's, it's the so, moon energy oh, so supportive it, it is folks don't and really men, know men yeah. are more associated with the sun uh-huh. wow right and but, so for women our prime hour is really 5am in the morning while the moon is still out they say ideally get sleep early wake up at 5 a.m while the moon is still out do your morning meditation do your exercise and yeah but you can't do it when you you have to go to bed at night you have to go to bed figure that out yeah yeah it's not happening so awesome um dr pam i know you're listening Hey, we want you I to participate in uh, the balance challenge. Yes. I think I already know what your challenge should be. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about this, and I <laughs> am going to be your accountability partner. <laughs> Hi, All right, Dr. Boone. Dr. Dr. Pamela. Dr. Boone is my chiropractor. <laughs> my other is it great time doctor. for a visit? 
I'm calling her with my heart. So listen, you guys, I hope we are being the example here by sharing with you our own pivots and how we are taking the power of the pivot into our own hands to make changes in our lives and also to have accountability partners. We want you to find your accountability partner. If you need me to be, I will be glad to. And, um, and we're going to apply this, this, this balance challenge to our own personal lives. And we encourage you guys to all join in. Remember that means find an accountability partner, set a goal and have someone that supports you Mm -hmm. in it. And I just want to say to people, don't be discouraged. If you feel like you're not achieving your goal, don't give up. Mm -hmm. You've really only fully failed when you've stopped. Mm -hmm. And failure is part of the process. So keep going. Don't give up on on what it is that you... I'm not giving up on trying to get rest. I've been struggling with it for a while. Right. But I'm not giving up. It's still something that I try to speak into existence. It's still something I try to work on. Um, I I try to plan my days better now so that I can begin to shut down earlier. Mm -hmm. I did pretty good last night because I knew I was going to come here today. Um, I instead of, you know, doing a video conference in my home office, I did it in my bedroom so that when it was done, I could start my process of getting ready for for bed. You You know, I'm trying and I've made my bedroom an oasis. I was just about to say that. So there are things that you could do to kind of make that goal a little bit more inviting. Yeah. And Ruby has transformed her room into this. I mean, it looks like a spa or like a luxury hotel. So that can help you to accomplish that goal. Yeah. It really is about like creating spaces that I love and that give me comfort. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people are waiting for someone else to show up in their life and create beautiful spaces with them or for them. And I'm saying to be where you are now, mm-hmm. you could be sharing that with someone or, or on your own, but do it now. And so don't be discouraged if you're having difficulty achieving your goal. Just keep trying. Don't give up. As long as you have breath in your body. There is always opportunity as long as you breathe and it's a daily thing. You have opportunity to change, to create, to do the things that you desire. And again, I will still propose. Why do you think you single? Girl, you're talking to destiny. I'm talking to everybody. <laughs> Date yourself yes. and create that oasis that Ruby yeah. is is creating in her room, yeah. and all the different things that we are proposing to you. So, as long as you have breath, that and that's so yeah. true, you guys. I mean, you know, I hope y'all are listening because this is real. These sisters are real. You know what what's what's being said here is so applicable to your life, no matter who you are. And I feel like this that last point that Ruby mm-hmm. made, sorry, okay. is so profound because. When you set out to do something, there's always going to be a moment of failure or a moment of pause or a moment of I drop the ball. So if you go in expecting that, I know from my personal life when I've had in the past, when I've had those moments, I have allowed those moments to give me permission to give up. It's like, oh, well, I already Mm -hmm didn't do that yeah. mm-hmm. I've already gotten off the wagon right I've right. already dropped the ball so uh, I'm not mm-hmm. doing it anymore so moving forward I've learned to expect those moments and those yeah. are the real powerful moments because that's where yeah. the power of the pivot well is this a, is, the, is the truth is some change happens easy but most change it change is difficult mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so for example about four years ago I stopped drinking caffeine Oh, wow. I st- I was a Coca-Cola person. I have glasses in my house, drinking glasses that are shaped the Coca-Cola bottle because wow. I was just you like had a whole Coca-Cola experience. girl. <laughs> right. And, um, but again, back to my heart, I started having increased like tachycardia after I drank caffeine. Mm. And that happened for about six months. And finally, I was like, you know what? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, why would I risk my heart? 
And I went to um, a, a gathering, a, a, a spiritual gathering of, of like-minded people. Um, and we set these beautiful intentions. I wasn't even thinking about changing the caffeine. I was just like being in the presence of people sharing like, you know, good, positive energy with each other. And that next day, I forgot to drink caffeine. That's how it started. Oh, wow. I forgot. I was so energetic and feeling so good. I forgot. And then next thing you know, I never have not had caffeine since then. It's been four years. Some change happens easy, but most change requires work. Okay, you guys, let's keep that in mind. Thank you for tuning in to the live exchange where we exchange compelling dialogue around love, politics, and intellect. Join us next Thursday from 11 to 1 right here on the Sensation on the Sensation Station where Dr. Pamela will be back and will be joined by Executive Editor Caroline Smith to discuss how to write that book this year. I'm Daisy Mack in for Dr. Pamela and remember, love yourself to life. Dance Mm. confidently in the dark and dream wildly unrealistic dreams. Have a great week. Mm.